You've discovered TalkZone.com. I thank you. America has spoken from the bottom of my heart. The best in Internet talk radio. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. How do you transform negative behavior and is that your insurance policy into the future? You know, Keith was just describing in the last segment about how the people, <laughs> how the women are treated over in, what was it, Pakistan? Pakistan, Iran. Right. You know. Well, women are treated like animals. They're like possessions. Possessions. Okay, so here's the deal. Stay indoors. Don't go to school. Don't drive. That's don't, right. Don't, don't get use, out. Don't use your brain. Don't do anything. Yeah. Okay, so. The thing of it is, is that what you need to know about Islam is that what they want to have happen is everybody in the world converted to Islam, forced to comply with those rules as well. Now, I know many of you out there are saying, oh, come on, who cares if that's what they think? It's never going to happen. But you would be amazed at the underpinning things that are going on that are driving towards making that happen. I realize that nobody wants that to happen. I certainly don't. But, you know, these people are growing by leaps and bounds and are headstrong on making this happen. So, what is your insurance policy to not have it happen? Let me say one thing more about this uh, inequality to women. To add insult to injury, there's polygamy. You can have, like, up to four wives, and it's just fine with everyone because there's more proliferation of children for the majority Muslim uh, rule kind of thing. So polygamy does not support that women are equal. Polygamy goes one man's equal to four women kind or of thing. Or 30. Or 30 in <laughs> some cases, that's right. So, you know, there's another off-balance thing. And, you know, men aren't better than women. They're half. Women's half a man, man's half of women. There's a guy that's just an equality guy. You know, it's kind of interesting, too, because... You get around women that insist on this goddess stuff, of which, you know, I'm not interested. But, you know, good men don't go around goddess women much. They don't, they don't want it. And, you know, you, you might go to this place where you say, <laughs> well, it used to be uh, run by the patriarch, now we're going to run by the matriarch. And I go, well, yeah, that's, you know, the old pendulum swing. But, you know, I think what is actually happening is we're being run by the patriarchs moving into equality. We're done with the pendulum swings and we're going to the middle of the ground where we don't have plumbing as an issue anymore. I remember one time Charmaine, Charmaine and I were talking with this lady, and more Charmaine than I, but she was complaining about not having a man, and then she was touting how much she is in her goddess thing, and men are so much less than her. So she's lonely without a man, and then goddess is everything, and men are really trash. And I think Charmaine just said, you know, you're not making sense here. Well, I basically said to her, men are going to come to women, good men, don't come to women with those attitudes. Not with self-worth. No, good men go to women who are interested in equality. Good men are interested in equality. You know, and that's where it lives. Yeah, anyway, good men don't want to dominate their woman. That's right. Good men do not. That's right. If you're if you're more whole, more self-worth, you don't want somebody who's lesser than you hanging around. Actually, what that does in the real world is it brings you down if you have someone lesser than you, so you want someone at least equal to you to have a better world. That's just math. 
You know, it's an amazing thing when you get two people that are equal together. They can springboard themselves up or down, but two good people working in earnest together generally springboard themselves in a spiral upward. And that doesn't happen the same when you have pedestals. I'm better than you because then it's always the one person's always above, the other person's always below. And, you know, it never feels good to everybody, maybe to some. How to transform negative uh, behavior. We've got a set of principles here that we're going to uh, work on this hour and the second half of next hour as well. And these principles that if you um, view your spiritual path from these simple principles and start to work and devote yourself, like choose one and work it for a week or a month, depending on what you want, these principles will help guide your way. You know, it's kind of interesting. People are often looking for that weekend workshop or the pill <laughs> or, magic, or the book. Mag- magic pill. The magic pill or the book, the perfect book. I remember one guy, uh, well, I'm reading a book and I'm sure when I get done reading it, I'll be able to change this part of myself that isn't working. And, you know, I wish that were true, too. You, you know, they can help. Yes, they help. You're the, mus- you're the muscle, though. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it, it's like... Here's my plan for running the race, but you got to use your muscle to run it that fast and come up to speed for it. You just can't have the plan. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmy Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. If you'd like a psychic reading, give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. Don't forget to catch us Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Here's how it works to change a negative pattern or behavior. When we repeatedly choose, like these principles we're going to talk about, like choose to act on, I'll just give you an example. The first one says, practice self-restraint, don't always express yourself. Now, for somebody who like has diarrhea of the emotions, and, you know, just constantly... Uh, they're, they're waiting for their turn to dominate the conversation and they're constantly. just fidgeting while they're trying not to fidget or show it. So what if they, for a change, practice self-restraint and allowed other people to talk? First of all, it's going to practice humbleness, for one thing. Take you out of self-center, yeah, I'm not for another the, I'm thing. I'm not the main voice in town here. If while you're at it, you could try to listen to what the others are saying and actually hear them and maybe even repeat it back to them so that you actually know that you did hear it, that's a huge change on the normal behavior. And they feel respected. Now, what happens? If you were to take that principle over your past behavior, as in interrupting so that you can again be emotional diarrhea, What happens is you starve out that old behavior, and if you keep doing this over and over and over until it dies, it is like a thought form that shrivels from a lack of being fed. That's what happens to these patterns. These patterns in us, we keep doing them over and over and over until they become a thought form. So they have like a life of their own, which is what makes you think that you better give it expression because it's so alive in you. 
But in order to transform it, you have to stop giving it expression. You have to stop that behavior. And when you stop that behavior long enough and enough times, you know what happens? It dies. Why? Because you're no longer giving it your life force. Every time you let it express, it is then re-energized and it goes for broke. Every time that you stop and don't let it have expression, it shrivels and dies. After a while, it simply starves out and it's gone. And it, it should, you, you have then transformed that pattern. From then, you only need to manage it a little. For a while, even maybe a year or two, but it's still a little. Like it maybe will try to creep up somewhere and you go, no, 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 we're not going to do that. But it's not a big battle. Initially, it's a big battle. This is how you change and transform an energy pattern or a negative behavior that you're stuck in. How many of us are really sick and tired of one or two or whatever of our ego's sicknesses? Because when the ego's uh, blaring out, it's a sickness. When you're sick and tired of enough, here's the one really good place to get obsessive. <laughs> it's true. Obsessive to clamp down on that part of you and starve it out. And it's going to be a battle because it has strong grooves on you. But the more you give your whole life to this, it might take a week to you know, like be on that bucking bronco until it finally realizes it's not going to get you off. You're not going to hurt it. Okay, we're under your rule now, Master. What do you want me to do? This is like why why we say that it's an internal battle that takes place when you want to transform yourself. This is why we say that people in a comfort zone don't usually make much spiritual progress. Because in the comfort zone, you're not actually changing anything. You're happy maybe, sort of. Maybe not deeply happy because these patterns that you know you need to change keep gnawing at you. Every time you do them and you get done doing them, though part of you goes sassy like, well, I, you know, I said my piece or whatever. Another part of you goes, geez, I don't like when I do that. And although <clears throat> even if somebody said to you, do you know you're kind of out of line when you do that? You'd probably go, I am not, and be defensive. But underneath, you know that that you need to change that part of you. And you aren't going to be really happy and at peace until you do. Some, sometimes it's way underneath. <laughs> and you know, so my guides never let mine be way underneath. I'll you, tell you, you. Are they are like these neon yeah. signs saying, "Look at Bucko, you need to change this." Yeah, some people are are lost. They have no idea they're doing it. However, if they went underneath and went deeper and, and were concerned enough to get the truth, they could find out that that was real. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves, and we thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. Don't forget, we have two hours tonight. We are your spiritual lifestyle experts, and we are offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. We welcome you to call, if you'd like, 1-800-336-2225. 1-800-336-2225. Changing an energy pattern is not easy. And generally, it's not fun, but here's what it does do. After the first few times that you've done it, you will notice a twinkling of self-worth that begins to surface that says, ooh, look what I did. It's a new one. Yeah, wow. 
you know what? I actually feel better this way. Now, now you got the old pattern saying, wait a minute, bucko. I'm not going down easy, but this new part that says, you know, I really feel better when I do this new pattern. And then you use that to fuel yourself. Next time it comes up, you go, you know what? I don't feel better when you, when you act like that. I feel better when I act this way. And that's what I'm going to continue. And you just keep building it in strength. Personal and global peace and freedom. Charmé just said the ingredients that make it happen. It doesn't happen another way. You gotta take the darkness in. You gotta face it. And you gotta be to where you, your wisdom, the best way you wanna be is what you and your willpower manage to make happen. And you're proud of yourself because you're doing what you know you're meant to do. And knowing what you're meant to do gets clearer and clearer and clearer, finer and finer. You begin, you become more refined more talented, more in the groove of the great, wonderful person that you were designed to be. So this is the source of peace and freedom. You're not going to get it any other way. This first principle, then, is practice self-restraint. Don't always express yourself. And you could apply that in many, many different directions. When you know that you're being out of control in whatever area you're doing, you need to practice self-restraint. You know, the spiritual path was never meant to be easy. It's meant to be uh, a challenge. If it was easy, everybody would do it, be doing it. But, you know, the truth of it is, is this path is character building. And to build character, you must put yourself out and do things that are difficult and not easy. That's what builds character. The true journey is always challenging. <laughs> you want you want to get you want to feel like you're really living. You want to really feel proud of the steps you've taken last week or last year. You must uh, meet challenges and upgrade. Make your life, make your performance, make your habits of a higher order. And I'll tell you, it launches you, it secures you, it makes things work better for you, and you feel so much better about your life. You can sleep so much better at night. Your life is so much balanced, all things considered, and things start working everywhere for you better. So what if you were to take a key area that you're working on right right now and put up on the uh, refrigerator or wherever, on the mirror in the bathroom, wherever, practice self-restraint. And... Even just one. Yeah, that's right. Just one. You know, oh, two is usually too much. For that's any right. Of us. That's right. One at a time. That's absolutely Charmaine, right. Charmaine, you've never done more than one. Have oh you? God, it was so bad. <laughs> I was, I was a fool one time, and I, I, well, I was just so miserable. I had to, I had to do something. <laughs> Incentive. So I, I took on several, at once. L- like what? Um, jealousy, control issues, just. Clamping down on it, Just huh? clamping down. And then, but even more, I took on like 24 affirmations to transform the issues. Ah, thermonuclear oh, stuff, Oh, my huh? God. I was like imploding, you know. Yeah, stay away. And, oh, geez. Let her have the whole the peop- state to herself. The people I was around at the time, they just went, oh, my God. And That's Le- powerful. And Leviticus, <laughs> Leviticus, who channeled through my ex-husband, he came through and I said, what is going on? He says, you took on too much. Yeah, He's, I see it right and, there. He took on too much there, Tootsie. And he said, <laughs> I did warn you about this. 
And I'm mumbling, what should I do? He says, there's nothing you can do but go through it. You've opened the Pandora's box. So, you know, take on one. One's good. You know, one's a handful. It you know, is. For a lot of us, it's a you know, hit or miss if we're going to make the one. So get the one and keep working at That's it until right. you get past that one good and solid is the advice for most people. And practice self-restraint. What you want to do is is put up on your on your refrigerator. Practice self-restraint about whatever your ability to say no. Eating hoagie. No, yeah, that's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you got Keith. It goes in spurts, off and on. I gotta really clamp that everywhere. Stop so, eating that. You know, just put practice self-restraint and whatever it is that you're working on, and keep dogging yourself. That's right. So that you will make the right choices at the right moments. You're listening to Spiritual Lifestyle Experts, Keith and Charmaine Amber, offering a place to find sound answers to life's tough questions. Give us a call at 1-800-336-2225. We love it here. Hold on. We'll be right back. <laughs> 